What's up, everybody? Welcome to the second episode of the Game Prone Podcast. I'm your host, Frankie Cruiser, and I'm here today with Gavin Geyer, a.k.a. Giggle Wiggles. Hello there. Yeah, so it's just us two today, because we're uh, the cool kids and everyone else is a bunch of losers. Basically. I I just want to note that. (laughs) Sums about right. It's on the record now. You know everybody. It's there for the public. Yep. Alright, so basically today we're just going to talk a lot about the Game Awards and then a little bit about the kind of funny showcase that happened on Saturday, uh, which uh, was just a basically a little showcase of a whole bunch of indie games, and we'll just sort of talk about ones that kind of stood out. And uh, yeah, so let's start out with just our general impressions of the Game Awards. Um... Actually, one second here. Let me open up the the winners, too, so I have that. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to see what you thought. And, um, like, just overall, was it was it all you could have hoped for? <laughs> <laughs> so, as you know, I'm not really big on following them, but I do enjoy finding out the masterworks of the year. So, just games being distinguished between everyone and the winners like knowing that red dead redemption just won so many and that's that's um, amazing because red dead is awesome and the rockstar just deserves it they put their hearts and souls into games it's, it's wonderful like i just don't personally like watching it as it goes on i'm i'm more about hit me with the highlights and call it good yeah <laughs> i will say that it was a lot faster this year there wasn't as much of uh you know downtime there wasn't as much advertising it was more like here's another world premiere here's a winner little scripted bit here and there there were actually some really funny things um or just like cool moments uh you know some of the um winners you can't help got a little cringe a little too cringe for me um but that's with any yeah <laughs> award show which i don't really watch any other award shows i used to when i was a kid but now i don't care as much um half the reason to watch is for the cringe yeah <laughs> so you see you gotta be a special person to be able to handle that i'm more of a look away and mute <laughs> kind Just, of person ooh, when God. that starts yeah um but yeah, so I just thought it was really fast paced. Um, I I still don't understand this is. I can't remember the last few years, but I know last year and this year they do a pre-show and they start the countdown. But then they it's weird to me because it's a pre-show, but they're announcing like smaller category winners and world premieres. So it's like, why don't you just start the show yeah, <laughs> like? It's kind of um, a waste of time just sitting there waiting and then, yeah. Yeah, so that's the that's the one weird thing. But it was really cool. They had uh, Sean Layton, Phil Spencer, uh, Reggie Fizzamay. Fizzamay. I, I had to look that up especially because <laughs> I always screw it up. I would um, not have been able to re- say that name. <laughs> but all three of them came out together and uh, they had a little scripted thing. Um I will say I'm not trying to be mean. 
Nope. But I, Sean Layton looked way more uncomfortable than the other two. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why, but I mean, like, let's be honest. I think Phil Spencer and Reggie both have like a really good stage presence. Yeah. Um, they they just do, and like Microsoft. The old people that used to come out on stage were terrible, too. So, like, I just think it's either something you have or you don't. Like, he obviously is good at his job because PlayStation's doing well, but he's probably just not, like, super hyped to be in front of audiences. I, as he I has don't blame to. him. I don't blame him. What they really should have done is brought the old old uh, commercial CEO guy. That would have been awesome. That would have been perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they they had some, or maybe not even like the head guys, but PlayStation used to have a lot more uh, vocal, well-spoken uh, people on stage. Oh um, yeah, for sure. They said some good people back then. Not, I would say not so much recently. Microsoft has definitely yeah. taken over for that one. Yeah, but yeah, so that was awesome seeing them all, all three on stage, saying their little thing, and uh, you know, just saying that uh they're committed to building gaming and which is obvious because they obviously want to make money obviously <laughs> yes yes okay so let's uh just like quick we i'm not i don't want to go through all the winners but let's uh let's just kind of go through some of these um obviously well i shouldn't say obviously because <laughs> some people might not have watched but game of the year uh went to god of war um that was pretty much the only game I did not play out of the list. Actually, I also didn't play Celeste. Um, I didn't either. But I, 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 I can only assume that everyone was right about it. You know, everyone loved the game. Yeah, I've heard uh, nothing but really great good. things. Nothing but great things from Celeste. Yeah, to me, um, I talked on our other podcast personally. Assassin's Creed would have been my game of the year, and that's just based on how much I enjoyed the game and how much I played it. Like, I think I'm on almost 100 hours of gameplay. Oh, wow. Um, And it's just such a great Assassin's Creed game. Would you say uh, it's one of the best to date? Yeah. Okay. You would have to go back. I think Assassin's Creed... Black Flag was two, probably... Yeah, two and Black Flag were my were other big ones before this. Yeah, I enjoyed two a lot as well. But Black Flag, this is the last Assassin's Creed I played, and that game was very time fulfilling. Yep. So I mean, knowing that I didn't play God of War, that would have been mine just because Red Dead's been fun, but it's to me it's been sort of, you know, a grind getting on and playing because it's not just like amazing combat and you know amazing story all the time there's the downtime of riding your horse around and things like that that yep you know take it down a notch you know spider-man was really good um and obviously like the the swinging around and movement of the game was amazing but other than that it, it was kind of a repetitive rpg the story was okay nothing ridiculous um so yeah, I think that's that's what my opinion. Um, that's why Assassin's Creed would have been mine, but I okay. understand God of War, and I'm sure if I go back and play God of War because I I've had it since it came out, I just never got to it. Oh, you um, actually own it too. 
Yep. Okay. Yep. So once once I actually play it, I think I'll understand more. But um, yeah. So let's go on. Best ongoing game, Fortnite. Makes sense. I mean, they update all the time. I don't. I was honestly 100% confused why World of Warcraft was not on there and oh, yeah. No Man's Sky was on there. Because they did just come out with the expansion this year. True. So that is kind of weird. But yeah, like World of Warcraft is always changing. They're always updating it. They're always throwing in events. It's been a game going on for over 14 years now. It did. It's like that is the ongoing game. Of this. Yeah, and you make a good point. I think maybe No Man's Sky is so fresh because it had that big update that yeah. fixed a lot of things, but it is weird that World of Warcraft wasn't on the list. But... Maybe they only wanted <laughs> one Blizzard game on there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so best game direction, God of War. Um, best narrative, Red Dead Redemption, which I'll trust them because I haven't finished yet. Art direction, Return of Return of Obra Dinn. I've seen pictures of it. It looks like a black and white classic, cool out there game. So I'm never even heard of it. So you got me there. <laughs> yep. Best score, Red Dead Redemption. A lot of people thought games I'll agree like with Celeste that. got ripped off. There. Um, best audio design was Red Dead Redemption. Um, best performance, Roger Clark. Red, Red Dead, Dead Redemption. Redemption. That's um, a lot. Best independent game got Celeste. Uh, that makes sense. Mobile game, no one cares. I'm just kidding. I don't care. <laughs> uh, best VR game, Astrobot. Got to take their word for it. Yep. Um, best action game, Dead Cells. That makes sense. That was a really good game. Best action and adventure game, God of War. And I think some of these were like just quick, like when he was standing at the podium, if I remember correctly. Oh, like was this it? wasn't like Okay. Like, yeah, I don't think a lot of these weren't like up on the main stage with real presenters. It was just Jeff Keeley just like, Oh, here's the winner for that. Here's okay. the winner for that. Um Um Best Role Playing Game, Monster Hunter World. That makes sense. I mean all those other games were pretty good too, though. Um, from what I've heard, yeah, I was um, gonna say there's some big, big names in there. Yeah, but I think Monster Hunter World was like probably the biggest hit of them. Although Octopath Traveler, a lot of people played too. Yeah. So same with I would say, honestly, all of them but Dragon Quest were pretty big, from what I've noticed yep. when they first came out. Fighting Dragon Ball. Ball Fighter Z. <laughs> one of the two. What, one uh, of them. Overcooked 2 was the best family game. Into the Breach was best strategy game. That makes sense. Of course, the best sports and racing game was going to be Forza when it's up against two soccer games that are just mediocre yeah. yearly games. I'm not surprised <laughs> on that one at all. Um, Best multiplayer game was Fortnite. Eh, that one... I was kind of like, there's a lot of, well, it wasn't going to be Sea of Thieves, but I mean, Call of Duty was a pretty big game for a lot of people. Yeah, but I I was not surprised by it at all that they got it just because how big it's become and Epic is doing, honestly, no matter how much I don't like Fortnite, they've done an amazing job with it. Yeah. Um, best student game, combat, I don't know what that is. Um, The Messenger was best debut indie game. 
No clue. Okay. Yep. Um, best esports. We're just gonna skip through this esports stuff. Yeah. If you don't mind. Oh, and all then good. Ninja was content creator of the year. I think so. Yeah, pretty uh, pretty good show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's get into the meat, which let's... is game announcements. Let's, and world premieres. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> so, Journey to the Savage Planet was announced first. Uh, I honestly didn't remember much about this game, but I did write down that it is an adventure game when you're dropped on a planet and you need to solve the mysteries of the planet. And it looks like... Just the small trailer I watched looks pretty interesting. But yeah. then again, it doesn't yeah, it show much cool. gameplay, but looks yeah. interesting. So we're just going to have to wait and see. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which is a Switch exclusive, as I was watching that, I'm like, no, please God, this can't be the Crystal Dynamics Avengers game, because it looks so bad, and then it ended up being Marvel, Marvel Ultimate okay. Alliance, and it's only for Switch, <laughs> so I was like, okay. That's why it's so bad. The Dodged a bullet it. there. <laughs> yeah, it will probably be awesome on the Switch, but nothing else. Yep. yep. So, uh, and then Far Cry New Dawn was announced. I was excited about that. Uh, I really liked Far Cry Five, and I really like post-apocalyptic games. So, you know, this is right up my alley. And it's a forty-dollar game. Oh wow! It's not, so it's a, a little bit cheaper, and it's coming out really soon in February. I've never played a Far Cry game. See, I wasn't a big fan of Far Cry, but then they came out with Far Cry Primal, and that got me really into the game because I like it was like bows and arrows and stuff, and then you like could go hunt legendary creatures or like I, I forget because it's been a while, but there's a way to like either you tamed or hunt, hunted the creatures, and then they would like be at your command. <laughs> oh. So okay. it was really cool because it was like, oh, I can send a bear in and kind of tank for me or, like, send a tiger in to go kill people. DPS, yeah. Interesting. That's a stuff cool concept. Like that. And Far Cry 5 kind of incorporated that. Like, you, there was literally a circus bear named Cheeseburger. So, like, <laughs> amazing. Your mascot. Um, yep. And then there was, like, uh, but you also had some human companions, one who flew a plane, there was like a cougar or something, and a dog, um, and it looks like the new trailer for this one, you'll have a like a warthog <laughs> or boar pet and a dog who can sit in the car with you. Okay. Uh, things like that, but it's post-apocalyptic, it looks really cool, I'm excited for it, um. Yeah, I I have always been a fan of post-apocalyptic games. I find them depending on the take on it, they are pretty cool. Like yeah. they have so much to well, go off of and everything. The nice thing about this one is they apparently did research, so um I mean, it's kind of spoiler. Go, but go ahead. Like the the bombs at the end of 5 which they said as they presented this trailer, so like you would have been spoiled if you heard Either it way. anyways. Yeah. Um basically this is seventeen years after because they did research of how like the effects of nuclear whatever would be and apparently seventeen years later there's like, you know, growth again and like 
wildlife and things like that so that's why it's like it's not deserty it's it's green and flowers and there's animals and things that's um, cool and that's what they were going for so it's that kind of style it's more like an overgrown like horizon zero dawn kind of yeah yeah apocalyptic which is awesome versus like a mad max i feel like horizon zero dawn did a well job when it came to their uh environment yeah so that might be a drop dropping in point for you otherwise if you ever see primals always on sale on steam get it it's uh, it's a quick game too it doesn't necessarily take you that long another thing that's cool about it is it's like you have a village and you like slowly upgrade your village and stuff too oh, in that one. Interesting. So and you kinda get more quests and things and you're basically, you know, cave people. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. very cool. A, a little bit smarter because they're coordinated into different factions and stuff, but <laughs> um Alright, so where where are we on the list here? Oh, okay. So Epic then Hades. Yep, Hades was announced. From the makers of Bastion, you can get it on the Epic Store right now um, in early access. I will say I actually did get it and play it for about an hour. It's pretty awesome. Uh, the gameplay is super smooth. Um, the combat's awesome. And the thing about it is like you're supposed to be escaping hell. And basically the premise is you will continuously die. But then you kind of come back and you can do some upgrades and then it's like, okay, here we, here we go again. And you just keep going. And the, the trailer even kind of indicated that. But uh, I would recommend trying it out um, for early access. I think sometimes, like early access can be weird because some early access are a lot more fine-tuned than others. Very much so. <laughs> this one so. feels very smooth, like... It's not quite there, but it's like in late beta, and they're like, well, we want it to be part of this presentation so we can not only, you know, we're going to be featured on the Epic Store, but featured on the Game Awards. They're like, let's do this kind of thing more than, oh, we're in like early alpha. Early, early. Everything is a struggle when it crashes constantly, but it's always nice to find that game that is in alpha, but they basically treat it like it's a beta, and it's just very fine-tuned. It's it's nice. You know, and, and I mean, maybe because I haven't played enough, maybe once you get further in, you'll start to see, like, more bugs and stuff, or, or uh, they just haven't even finished some of the end content, for all I know. But uh, the little bit I played, it was pretty awesome, so... Um, but that kind of leads us into, let's talk about this whole Epic Store that was pushed hugely at the Game Awards. Uh, First of all, they announced it earlier in the week. Um, It's going to be a new storefront to compete with Steam, which is going to be hard. But the deal with them is the percentages are different, and they uh, really favor the developer because it's an 88% um, gain for the developer and then a 12% fee that goes to Epic, which is huge compared to... The thirty seventy with Steam. I didn't know it was that much for Steam. Okay. Yeah, and you know, Steam recently did a thing where if you're a bigger developer, you get a better rate, but only for like really huge uh, publishers and stuff and developers. So they might have to go back to the table now. Right now, they might not think it's a big deal, but 
Like, I look at something like the Switch eShop, you know, when it first came out, it was minuscule, but they've been putting, like, 20 games a week, every week, on the week, and you go in there now, and there are so many games. Really? And all you gotta do is let Epic slowly add games like that over a year, and they'll have a lot of games on there. Um, I know for a fact, um, I forget the article, so I can't reference it, but... The game Satisfactory, which is like a factory simulator, actually pulled their game from Steam, and now it's only on Epic. Wow. Um, and yeah, like Epic has that the Hades game only there in Early Access. You can't get it on Steam. And they're doing a thing where you can get a free game every two weeks. I don't know how long that's going to go, but the, the first one starts on the 14th, so five days from now you can get Subnautica for free. And then the next one after that is Super Meat Boy. So, Which are both great games. Um, like, that's, yeah. that's awesome. And so basically they're really trying to push their store, get you to buy into it. I mean, if you play Fortnite on PC, you're already in that, you know, launcher. You're in that ecosystem. But they want to pull more people in. And I don't know, it's interesting to me because, like, Discord has their storefront. There's other storefronts. But this is the only one that's ever really made me think oh i'll maybe use this like i don't want to use the discord one yeah like epics they are a great uh developer publisher as well like i would instantly use them and steam is great but that's really the only option right now so that's all people have been using now hopefully epic will become a contender for steam and really make steam get a run for their money and like i said let them build i mean imagine like if at bare minimum, a lot, like, when they're trying to compete with, like, the winter sale or whatever, and Epic, the developers decide, hey, let's take this extra, you know, what is it, 18%, and take that much more off the game, so it's cheaper to buy all of our games here on sale, you know, even if it's only like a dollar cheaper or something but, but like still, things like, like that might make a big difference in a push for them to grow yep and so like, honestly epic theoretically doesn't need the money like they already give away their um unreal engine for free Yep. i mean if they really wanted the money they could just start charging that and they'd still be off like yeah it's gonna be well, interesting the only other thing about it that you know you have to think too is like how important are community things um how much are they gonna let on because they kind of said it is gonna be a curated store but that doesn't mean you can't have a lot it just might mean that they don't have as much um and they try to keep you know the hot complete trash off of it rather than just have anything and for that reason steam will always have a place very much but uh, the other thing you gotta think of is like steam has a lot of things that people i don't use but people might use like groups and i don't know i think well like in game you can chat in fortnite but i don't think like the epic launcher has any separate chat i don't believe they do have friends list um Yeah, I don't believe they have separate chats at this moment, but if they're making a store, they're gonna. Like it's Yeah. It's a necessity. So it's just it's things like that. Like they they'll have to add the kind of community features eventually if they want to compete directly and um 
they already have the big game like Steam has, Dota, and things like that, and, and Epic has Fortnite, so they have a big game that can kind of support, but they need to add more features, and obviously they have to add a lot more games because there are not a lot of games on there right now. Um, granted, it looks like a nice curated list right now like of pretty solid games. Um, they definitely need to work on getting more on there if they're going to compete but i'm sure they have a game plan you can't tell me they're just like oh hey we make tons of money let's make a storefront they had to have thought this through definitely thought thought through what can we add to the community by doing this and what uh and how can it benefit us at the same time yeah you know so they they want it to grow not just sit there so for sure gonna be a fun one to watch all right, so let's see where are we at. Oh, Anthem, Anthem, Anthem. Let's talk about Anthem for a second because they showed off a more story-focused trailer, and I thought it was really cool. Kind of showed off the main villain. Um, there's actually some videos out there if you look on YouTube that kind of break down the trailer uh, by the dev, so they kind of talk about everything and uh, explain who the the villain is and. They do say that he is, like, the main antagonist of the story. Um, And they sort of just talk about the anthem and everything like that. So it was cool to see because you haven't really seen, you know, kind of the concept of the story. But this was a lot more focused. Goes into heavier detail, so you're not just left guessing. Yeah, and there was a little bit more emotion versus just a lot of bullets. Yeah creatures dying <laughs> so all right and then super hype moment for me crash team racing nitro fueled um not sure why it's that named like <laughs> i said this on the the other podcast i recorded i think i feel like it's supposed to be crash team racing nitro fueled edition or something but uh, they just, it's, when you look it up, it's just Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled. Um, Weird. Yeah, because they... Like, they don't, they need to put a colon in there or something. something. Like, it, <laughs> it, it doesn't look For right. it to make sense. But, uh, no, I, this, I, I love this game. Um, my favorite kart racer by far. I don't like Mario Kart as much as this game. Like, this is the kart racer. It is freaking awesome. And it's coming back, <laughs> and it looks awesome. It's like a classic, remastered. yes, it's a classic. Yeah. Like all of us kids from the nineties played the crap out of it. Yep. And Mario Kart's great, very much so. But I never played Mario Kart as much as I played Crash Team Race. True, especially so. when it first came out. Especially just Crash Bandicoot in general. Us nineties kids first, had him. Yeah. <laughs> at first, I was upset. Because I thought it was a PlayStation exclusive or a timed exclusive like the first Crash was. Because on the trailer for the Game Awards, they showed um, just PlayStation at the end. And other trailers, they were showing like all of them it was coming to, Xbox, Switch and stuff. Yeah. But then after they tweeted out that it's coming the same day to everything. Okay, yeah, so. they probably got a little backlash after that. Yeah. <laughs> so you can play it on the Switch handheld mode. You can play it on Xbox. You have a lot of options, so it'll be cool. it'll be fun, and uh, you can play with your friends. Is yay? 
Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so Obsidian's new IP looks awesome. Followed in space, essentially. Um, yeah, it, I like the trailer. It had a cool little song and it was uh, funny. They kind of, they definitely, before the before we started recording, I was talking to you how I thought Fallout New Vegas had a lot more personality to the world and stuff. Um, just from that trailer, it just felt like there was so much personality in it. and Just felt like know, home. Yep, yeah, there was jokes and, you know, it was just funny. And it just, it made me excited for what's to come with the dialogue and your choices and stuff. So, um, yeah, I think that looks awesome. And my main, like, bittersweet concern with the whole thing was, you know, Obsidian was purchased by Microsoft. So I thought, you know, how is this going to work? It's... And now it's at ease because it is coming out. Like, my concern was, what, they're going to announce a new IP, work on it for the next three years, and then it's going to be multi-platform? That doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. But it comes out next year. Okay. So it probably works out for them because if it's a really good game and now they own IP, they might be able to sway people to come over to the Xbox to play the second True. one, you know? Like, they can use it as, <laughs> so... like, a showcaser. Yeah, but you know those those people when they're talking about acquiring them, they had to have talked, they had to have known what's happening, what the plans are, they had to have, you know, said yes, this is coming out multiplat, but you know this is just going to be its own game. Then we're gonna we have an idea for another game or something, or maybe you know we have an idea for another game and we'd like to return this game later, you know, things like that. So we yeah. don't really know. We won't but, know. They have to have a plan. Either way, if this is a good game, I think it's a win-win for Xbox because they're going to make money from everybody. I mean, even people buying on PlayStation is making Xbox money. And then, on top of it, if it's a good game, people are going to want to play the next Obsidian. So Yep, 100%. Like, it's, it's a good idea for them. It's, yeah. it's going to do well. Everybody loves I would have been 100% more hyped. For exclusive, sorry to cut you off, no, but you know it would have. It probably would have cost way more than it was worth to them. Because why pay all this money to just say, "Oh, sorry, we're not going to publish this on other systems," when they can just sell it and make money? <laughs> oh yeah, like it just it makes a lot more sense not to have it be exclusive. Yeah. So. Yeah. Awesome. Agreed. So we got Dauntless coming up. Yep. Dauntless, uh, I wanted to talk about because I haven't played it since like the early alpha stages, but they've really been updating it. Um, it's coming to mobile and console now, which I think is going to be awesome. Uh, it's going to be all cross-progression and cross-play, too. Um, I read in an article that they're hoping they'll be the second game that PlayStation will allow to have cross-play. But they are definitely going to be cross-play on everything else. And if PlayStation doesn't let them, then they might have to wait on that. Yeah. But like other games, right now the capability's there. They're just waiting for PlayStation. Uh, Sony to get out of the beta phase and let it be a more widespread practice. Um, if but only. yeah, at this point, they're just selling it as a completely cross-play. If only plays, or Sony would be more on board for that. Well, and the thing is, I think they have to, because I really think 
it's starting to become like games like Anthem coming out. You know, he said it won't be there at launch, but there's very good possibility that it's going to be coming later based on that tweet, which obviously they could go back on that easily, but um, you know people are thinking about it. Oh, yeah, and for sure. sooner or later it is going to become a normal practice, I think, because it, it just makes sense it should to be. let like, people play. Yes, like gamers are all about being together and playing together and more and more so nowadays it's not this system is better than this system i'm a pc master race it's more of we are gamers doesn't matter what system unless you're mobile we're all together yep and then mobile people just get screwed out of it because <laughs> yeah but it's just it's it's in this day and age it just seems weird to me that i can't at very least cross cross per <laughs> i can't talk right now at very least, cross-progression should be a thing. Like, I should be able to play on Xbox Destiny with my friends. And then if I want to, I should be able to buy it again on PC and play with my character. At very least, if I can't play cross-play with my friends, I should be able to at least carry my my stuff out. Yeah, I think that's and a I can't believe that's one. not a thing. Yeah, it's very disappointing that it, it isn't a thing at this day and age. Like... I own it on all three systems, but I still have to have a different character on each one. But I, yeah. It, yeah, I agree with that in certain and games. And I don't, Ugh. I really don't care if it's baby steps, like make cross progression the thing first. You know, don't allow people to play with each other. Sure, whatever. I mean, it would be ideal. But do cross progression, kind of open the gates. Then once we're in that norm, then do more cross if that's the way you want to do it. I'm just saying like, I'll, I'll at least take that please. <laughs> yeah. So I'm perfectly right. fine with buying multiple games, but it's makes it so much easier. Just having it accessible from every platform. Yep. Exactly. And that's the thing is like all these like dauntless, I assume was it a free to play game? Or was it designed to be free to play? Uh, I know I got an early edition. It's designed to be. So the plan was, I think, January of next year. Okay. All right. So that's a bad example. But I just, I'm fine with it being not, it's not saying I want to buy it on Xbox and then be able to play it on PlayStation. Like, I understand you'd have to buy it again. Yeah. It's just the fact of. I want to be able to bring my Every, progress. Yep. Everything same from system to system. Yeah. So hopefully. Um, but yeah, either way, the game is pretty awesome. It's a cartoony monster hunter style game. Um, you know, I haven't been on it for a while. I'm sure there's tons of new updates and I'm sure it's pretty fun. I know that the the monster hunter fans had some issues with it. I mean, they're a little different style-wise. I almost want to say I remember reading that it was a little easier. But uh, I feel like that's things that will just kind of tweak and get be adapted, and maybe they can like make things harder, add new challenges as they go. The thing is, it's kind of sold as an MMO, so it's got constant growth not that monster hunter world doesn't but eventually monster hunter world they're gonna have number two or something yeah where dauntless is just meant to continue to grow um 
like mm-hmm. a Minecraft kind of stuff. Yeah, like, very much so. Going. The universe is always so. growing, which is nice. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we'll uh, we'll kind of see what happens with that. I'm definitely going to keep my eye on it because um, it's interesting to me. You know, it's free to play, so why not at least look and uh, give it a little dabble. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then um, surprise, Hello Games is making a, it actually said a Hello Game short, so a small indie version game, which I actually think I also saw that it was two people making it on the team. Oh, really? So it's like two people within Hello Games making it. Um, It's called The Last Campfire. Uh, You know, it looked pretty much adorable. (laughs) (laughs) Like these little, like, sandbags with faces. Um it it was probably one of the best trailers because it had really good music and it's just them kind of paddling down on little boats like a stream um but it looked interesting there wasn't that much information maybe you can look up more uh which I didn't but it looked like a cool game and definitely a good trailer so I'll probably check that out yeah uh do you know anything price wise or release date no, I have no idea. Okay. Um, I want to say that it didn't have anything. Let me quickly reference my long page of notes. Uh, let's see. Must have been towards the end here. Da, da, da. Nope. 2019. Nothing. That's 2019. That's all I see. Okay. Yeah, I think a lot of these were sort of coming, coming soon, but not quite yet sort of <laughs> style yeah. except Ooh. for the next game let's segue Ooh. into atlas the new janky looking pirating mmo from the makers of arc which i just can't get over it's called a pirating mmo which gets me excited because <laughs> why not you're calling it a pirating mmo <laughs> and uh that is out in like three days now four days now um on steam and then it's coming to early access on xbox after which makes sense because i i know arc started on xbox 2 and early access so they probably kind of know the people and know uh how the how the process goes so they just want to try it on consoles on there but uh i'm eager to try it on pc just to see what it's like um it's... I'm hoping I'm not disappointed because I don't know. I'm just like really in the mood for something like this <laughs> right now. It's going to be interesting um, just knowing how bad Ark was when it first came out and then seeing if they can power through it or not. Yeah. Well, and it just looks so all over the place in the trailer. Like they're out on the water to be in pirates. Then they're on this. Then there's like these giant creatures all over the place. And then there's a dragon flying through. It was just like, holy crap, what is this? <laughs> and then <laughs> you find out it's from the people that make Ark, and you're like, oh, so that's why the jank is that, real. That makes sense, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so if you're a PC player, you have the opportunity to try that out. I did find out, uh, I don't think the store has it up, but they said it it, it will be $30. So, um, okay, that's, so... That's the buy-in for that one when it comes out. Um, you can add it to your wish list, which I have done. <laughs> yeah. 
and you can go to the page on Steam and check it out. I mean, like, it's janky looking, but it's not. No, it, it's oh, meant to look terrible. like that. Yeah, it's it's meant to look like yeah. that. It's it's that's the feel they wanted to go after. That sounds like. Yeah. And it'll be interesting because you know, MMO. The the big thing is the unprecedented scale with forty thousand plus simultaneous players in the same world, which is a lot. I don't understand <laughs> because i think they're just putting that out there there's no way internally they have forty thousand people testing this out no. they're probably gonna get like three thousand people and it's gonna just blow up honestly so probably it'll be interesting to see honestly three thousand is probably be a pretty generous plus like would you really need that many people i guess i don't know no no, It'll won't. be interesting to see how it all goes. Because, like, I think it's supposed to be Arc-esque. Like, you can, like, almost become, like, leaders and stuff within the world. And you can build and stuff. But, like, if it's kind of Rust-esque, people can come and destroy everything. You know? So, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. Or, well, obviously, Arc 2. I just, I never played Arc enough to get into the rating. But, um... Yeah, I, I just I can't wait to see what it's about, and it's gonna be hopefully interesting. it doesn't disappoint. It's gonna be interesting. <laughs> Probably will though. Okay. Dragon Age teaser. It happened. It looked cool. I didn't understand it, and it's gonna be forever till the game comes out. True. <laughs> <laughs> so you can look up the teaser if you want. Uh, it will last like thirty seconds, and it will be this weird like totem looking thing. Uh, if you're a big fan, you might know what it is. And there's a a voice and stuff that says a, a, a small line. So if you're really big in the series, you might know what it's about. I mean, I love the first two games, but I don't remember anything. And I didn't play a lot of Ingu- Inquisition. So, um, you know, I, maybe you'll be hyped off the teaser. I was going to say, if I probably watch the teaser, I'll probably know exactly what's going on. I loved all the games. Okay. Yeah, so if if you know a lot about it, you'll probably be extra excited. Either way, I'm excited uh, just to see the teaser. So um, I uh, hope that it doesn't take five years. Hopefully it's more like three years until <laughs> it comes out. A but reasonable time would be nice. Yeah. Or maybe we're completely wrong. Maybe it's being teased because it is only two years out and it's going to launch right with next-gen systems in 2020. Could be. It would be nice. Yeah. It'd be pretty cool. All right. So, Survived By, free-to-play game. You can go on Steam right now and play it. Um, it is just a mess <laughs> of an MMO. Um, I couldn't get... On. I was going to play with one of my buddies, but we couldn't get together to play. Um, for whatever reason, we were on the same server, but we couldn't see each other. And that's the only way you can really add people to your friends list. So we weren't able to play, but you basically run around. It looks terrible. <laughs> it's littered with microtransactions. You can literally get oh. uh, a costume that makes you into a cheeseburger <laughs> <laughs> or a hot dog. Okay. And things like that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, there's tons of microtransactions for things, and then you can run around and you basically shoot 
enemies. It's kind of like Don't Starve okay. or like Crashlands looking. But even those games look a lot better. Um, and then you just run around with a whole... There's like a whole crap ton of other people. Um, it just wasn't that fun. No. Like it's... I went and did some quests and stuff and it was just like, okay. And then like the audio is really bad. You hear everybody else's attacks oh. when they're close to you. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, like just... there's a lot going on. It needs a lot of work essentially. Yeah. But it is a free-to-play game, and I saw people in costumes, so they're already buying things. They're making money, um, which I don't know if that's sad or not. Yeah, <laughs> that's sad, yeah. I think some people, they'll da- like just to dabble, they pay. Okay. Like, I bet you they're just like, okay, I'll pay this $10 just to check it out. Yep, just be like, okay, let's see, four ninety nine. that's not bad, let's just do it. But enough four ninety nines, they make a lot of money then. And in the age of like streamers and stuff, who are getting that donated to them, like as they stream, it's like, oh, should I buy this pack? And then they'll get a twenty dollars donation so they can buy the pack. Yeah. You know, like there are people like that, obviously out there. So, um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but like, so there's ways for them to make money. And I mean, you know, I, I, the game. I didn't think was necessarily for me or that great, but it doesn't mean other people won't like it. And I also don't like to see a small developer, you know, fail either. So, True. um, but maybe they'll fix it up. You know, maybe that, I mean, it's early access free to play. So this is their starting point. Yeah. Like and, it, uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. So give it time. Um, but you can check it out. It's survived by, on steam go check it out free to play so um you know worst case you don't like it and you uninstall it so there you go beautiful all right and then the final thing i want to talk as far as the game awards was the joker from persona 5 uh tease that happened towards the end of the show um before we started recording we talked about this neither of us really care (laughs) (laughs) um to put it lightly yeah, we don't like I I play Super Smash Brothers. I'm not good at it, um but overall I'm not like just the most ridiculous fan and like something like this isn't really that awesome for me, but it was still a big moment because it is awesome for a lot of people. Um Persona 5 being on there is a big deal because um it kind of opens doors to other things possibly coming um it people are speculating that now maybe persona 5 will be ported to switch you know people are saying well now can other characters from you know some other franchises come in that there wasn't really a precedent for before so um it's interesting and like just as far as like how hype it was you know they did the crazy like oh the lights came out we're getting hacked kind of thing um and keep in mind, this was like three hours before the game released. So, like, waiting that long to show off this character was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, I'm happy for all the people that were super excited about it and who uh, really want to play that character. It's awesome for them. There was a lot of hype awesome on it. For me. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, 
to end the show, I just wanted to talk a little bit of the kind of funny showcase. Um, for those of you who may not be familiar, kind of funny uh, does a daily podcast or um, also YouTube show, or you can also watch it live on Twitch. So there's a lot of options, but they basically go over the news, you know, take people's questions, things like that. And uh, they decided because there's not a PSX this year that they were going to do their own showcase to try to show off indie games for some of these smaller developers and just put together a showcase. And, uh, yeah, they ended up getting a lot of of, uh, developers on board. And um, I thought it was an overall good show. I know, Gavin, you didn't have the opportunity to watch it. I did not. So this is... First time hearing most of these, and we'll go over it. Yep. Yep. You're just going to kind of react to my descriptions of what's going on. I got this. Um, but um, no, overall, it was really fast paced. They basically did, they're like, it was all pre recorded. So they, they kind of cut to, they did a bunch of trailers. Then they would do like a montage just showing off some games and where they would just be like talking over and describing it. Then they would cut to, like, themselves talking somewhere in San Francisco, like a pre-recorded, you know, thing. And then they would keep moving on. But it was super fast-paced. I mean, it was, I believe, like an hour and five minutes, and they had 65 games. Oh, wow. So you can only imagine it went pretty, pretty fast, highlighting everything. Um, A whole bunch of games. But um, what I did was I just noted the few that really kind of stood out to me. And I know there'll be a lot more that other people would uh, be interested in. I'd say just go watch the showcase because there's, like, a bunch of games that were, like, released same day for Switch and, like, ones that are coming very soon. So if you're into indie games and uh, or just, you know, want to check out some cool new games or things going on, I uh, recommend doing that. Um, but, yeah, let's let's talk about I have nine games here that kind of stood out to me. Um, the first one is Conan Unconquered, which from the trailer at the beginning, I was like, oh, okay, is this like a, you know, action adventure game? Like, what is it? Um, and then I found out later that it's more of a strategy kind of game. Um, but from the article I read, I actually guess it could be misleading because, they also sort of describe it as like waves of things will be coming at you oh. and in between the waves you can like upgrade your like base and um add new defenses and stuff so i'm not sure exactly what it is but um it looks cool like it looks like a older school you know command and conquer like um that's RTS game. That's what I thought because I that's one of the only ones I actually looked up, and it looked like an RTS. But if you say it's like a waves, that kind of takes away from my hype of it. Yeah, and you know maybe that's just a portion of it. I I'm not sure. I don't think they really have a lot out there. Um, you can always do your research. It's Conan Unconquered, um, but it stood out because it does look enticing. Uh, we'll just have to kind of see how it plays out. And uh, once we get more information, I'll probably even talk about it in future shows if we play it or For sure. um, find out more. But um, So the next one 
Uh, it's called Vane, which, judging by the Twitch chat, it had already kind of been revealed or out there. Um, but essentially, it looks like it's like a girl who can turn into a crow or, or something. Okay. But it was very like artistic, kind of adventure-looking game. Um, again, a lot with a lot of these. Look them up if it sounds appealing <laughs> based on what I'm saying, because this is my kind of whatever how my pro yeah. my mind processes <laughs> what a game is. Um, it could be something else completely, but um, yeah, it looked cool, so it stood out to me. Then, um, there was "Bury Me, My Love," which is essentially like. And I don't know all the details, but it's like a lady is walking through like a, I don't know if it's like a refugee camp or what. And, but basically the gameplay is like, you're talking in text messages and stuff. Oh. But it it sort of seems like a really deep kind of story driven, like almost sad drama like experience. Interesting. Um, Because you're like talking to, I want to say, a loved one, husband maybe, who's like still in a a different country or something, like trying to get out. That'll be interesting. Just the different story mode of it, essentially. Yeah, just kind of seeing that game style, like. I know a lot of people in chat, the reaction was like pass or whatever, but like apparently this is something that's already out there. Maybe it's, I would have to look up more info on it, but um, apparently it's gotten like great um, reviews and stuff from other people. So um, there must be something to it. And it stood out because it's like very different and, you know, things like that. So, yeah. Yeah, it's gotten pretty damn good reviews on Steam and a few other places, okay. too. So is it out now on Steam? Like, it's, can you go buy it? It's been out since 2017, but um, hmm. the big thing is it's porting over to the Switch. Oh, okay. So it's going to be on Switch. Yep. Okay. So, yeah. So it's a, it's already kind of a well-established game, and you can go play it on PC if you want right now. So, interesting. Okay, so next one, The Wild 8. This stands out because it's already been in early access. I've actually played it on Steam, and I liked it. It's like a top-down survival game. Um, I don't know. I probably should have noted better, but I don't know if it's coming to just consoles in general or if it's just like full release, so they're pushing it more. But, uh, yeah, it's just sort of like an interesting survival game. But you also, like, there's story to it. Like, you have to go try to, like, find out what's happening at this radio tower or whatever. And, like, it was hard when I played it. I think you can co-op it. I'm not sure. But from what I played, it was actually pretty hard to survive. um, Because the wolves and stuff can be pretty brutal. And finding food, I remember, was an issue for me. But I did play in the earlier parts of the early access phase, so okay. uh, a lot could have changed. But it's uh, it's got a really cool art style, too. It does. I like that. It does. Um, so it it's actually set for full release in 2019. Okay. But it has great so, reviews on it. Steam is a 7 out of 10. Uh, 94% like this video game on Google. So it's 
it's very well recommended yeah so yeah full release and if you want you can check it out now in early access because why not I mean, unless you don't want to spend the money. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The next one, this one stood out to me because it was like, oh, hey, didn't see this coming. Uh, It's Not My Car, which is essentially a Rocket League meets Battle Royale. Like, you're driving your car around and you go kill other cars and try to be the last one surviving. And it actually looked like a kind of polished game. Um, I think you can sign up to try to get in the beta. I got into the beta. I just haven't played it yet. Um, but yeah, I just thought that looked interesting. Something a little different. It's nice Um, that it's a different take on a battle royale. Battle royales are always the same thing, but cars, that's cool. Yeah. Like the car combat seemed like, oh, cool. And it's not like, it's not like, uh, what's that game we played? Crossout. Crossout. Which it's more like RC car style. Oh, looking. okay. I was gonna say Crossout recently came out with a battle royale as well. Oh, did they? Oh, hmm. That's interesting. Have you played it? Uh, I played a little bit when it first was released, um, but that was very not well rounded. It had still had a few bugs on it, but I enjoyed Crossout when I played it. So this game is probably gonna be pretty fun too. Speaking of which, I just signed up for the beta, so it's it seems interesting. Okay. Yeah, as I'm looking, I just kind of wanted to take a second look to make sure I'm not... I guess from their pictures, it looks RC-like, but without playing, I can't say that they aren't full-on vehicles, like a PUBG-style, yeah. kind of. But actually, let me play this trailer a little bit. You can look up their trailer on Steam. It's not my car, all one word, by the way. Um... Yeah, actually, they do kind of look like full vehicles, but, like, they're all sort of dune buggies, and you basically have a mounted turret. Oh, it's almost, you actually go into, like, a first person. Oh. That's a different take on it, too. So maybe it is kind of um, (laughs) cross-out-esque, but I don't think you have the customization. It looks like to be the same car models with various guns, so... um, but yeah, that that one stood out because I was like, "Oh, hey, it's a different a new, uh, yeah. battle royale." It's interesting. All right. So the next one was Ape Out. Um, this looked cool. It was a really cool art style, and it was like it's top down, and you're like an ape, and you're just like absolutely like destroying these humans in a building. <laughs> like you basically like throw them, and then there's just like blood splatters. <laughs> And then you're, like, going down a building, and uh, you can, like, pick up people and, like, use them as meat shields. Oh, really? And, but it's, like, it's all, like, a cartoony, top-down, so cool art style, too. <laughs> in a way, it's kind of like um, Hotline Miami, but you're an ape. Hot Miami. Let's look it up and see. I've never played it. I know what Hotline Miami is, but... Um, well, it's top down. Yeah. I don't, I would say it's a completely different art style. It's not like that kind of 8-bit, um, 16-bit look. Um, it's very, it's colorful, but it's like plain, kind of. 
Um, I'm trying to see if I can find something just to send you. But nothing. I'm sure there's a trailer somewhere I could find. Here, maybe this picture. Of course, things can't be easy for me while I'm recording. Oh, of course. It never works <laughs> that way. She's figuring this out. I can, I'll look it up if anything. Nope, I'm sending it right now. You're going to see what this is. You're going to see it. I will look at it. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's like that. Yeah, it looks very cool. It's yeah. going to be, it's a different take on it, which is very nice when a game does that. Yeah, so um, that was out there. Sorry for basically just kind of <laughs> hearing me talk about looking up a picture, but uh, it had to be done. Had okay, to people. Be. Has We're only two games away from the end of this, so stick with us. Okay, The Church in the Darkness. So another kind of artsy-looking, um, kind of like, it looks like an adventure game, kind of like a story-driven adventure game, um, also kind of top-downy. But um, basically, the theme was, like, you apparently have all gone to, like, this little village, like, left big cities in the U.S. and come to, I want to say it's like Africa or something, and, um, like, just to find peace and stuff. But it's essentially, like, a cult, I guess. <laughs> it's, you, like, kind of find out that it's, like, a cult, and now you want to, like, escape it or something. Um, but it's the Church in the Darkness, again, if you want to look that up uh, and see the trailer. And then, like I said, if you watch the kind of funny showcase, you'll see it on there. But that one looked interesting to me, too. Yeah, it does. it does seem very interesting i would say that it's a yep. game depending on how much it is is a game i would be willing to try yeah yeah it um i mean like i said there were 65 games so that was one of them that stood out it just looked like intriguing like there was a, a kind of mystery to it um and yeah like a lot of these that i listed the art style is kind of really unique uh, you know, not not my car, of course, but <laughs> the a other lot ones. of them are, yeah, different uh, takes yeah. on the traditional 3D models and whatnot. It's yeah. just different, which is always very nice. Yeah, and then finally, I'm going to end on a kind of negative note because <laughs> the last game is called Storm Divers, which was essentially a another battle royale, but it seemed like a big sellout. <laughs> yeah i just looked so it, it up. looked bad yeah i just looked it up and i no just no for me but it's from like the house marquee or i think that's how they call it publisher that's made really good games like resogun and um what else do they make i'm trying to think Wait, did they really make Ashen? Let me click. I'm on their website right now, so we're going to find out their games. Matterfall, I haven't really seen that, but like Resogun, Outland. They've made some like cool sort of like arcade games. Um, And this one just seems like so offbeat, but it also it looks so janky. It does. It That it's like, yeah. what? It, it it seems like a definite sellout. <laughs> it looks almost like H one Z one, but worse. 
to me like, like early yeah I, it's <laughs> not a game i want to play like some of their pictures don't look as bad as the actual game beta gameplay looked and like yeah it's in beta but man like there's other like what's that one that you have played on steam Islands that's kind of, of more future yeah, Islands of Nine. Like, there's so many like that now. Oh, yeah. I don't think there was really a place for this. No, I think I think the over, uh, the Battle Royale market is very oversaturated at this moment. And in order to really flourish in that market, you need to have something come to the table that's out of the box. Like, uh, not my car. It's out of the box Battle Royale, which will do well. Fortnite, once again, it's out of the box compared to what it used to be, which was H1Z1... Um, PUBG. PUBG. What else? There's a few other ones, but those are the traditional battle royales until Fortnite. Now there's a bunch of other ones like High Tide, All Underwater. It's different, not the best, but different. It's you really need to be out of the box in order to break through the battle royale, which Storm Divers, in my opinion, is not going to do well. Like yeah. Islands of Nine is already dead, essentially. Uh, develop, yeah. Developers gave up on it. Uh, the Culling Two. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. The they're basically shut it down. The Culling Two was dead on arrival. Um, Darwin Project. The developers shut it down. I think last month. So I mean, it's there's games dying left and right. I think the mistake too mm-hmm. is that it's not battle royale, even though because it was so fresh and new, there's a lot of standalone. To me, it's not a standalone game. Like, I hope to God Halo has a Battle Royale, but Halo also is going to have a great campaign and great multiplayer with other multiplayer, like, game type. Yeah. So it's like, and, like, that's the same with Black Ops. Black Ops has all the other things. Uh, Battlefield will have all the other things and this on top. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But, like, I think it's about time for people to kind of slow their roll on standalone battle royale because, like you said, there's just so many already, and like it's so surprising to me that those those ones are all shut down. I can't believe it because you actually played a lot of the Darwin Project. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember. Did. I enjoyed it, but it's it lost a lot of like weight behind it. All the big streamers left it, and even though and then stopped. Yeah, yeah, like it. It's unfortunate, but it's just the way well, it is right now. In that Islands of Nine game, like I never even played it. No, they're still they're trying, but no, it's it's gone. Unf- oh, so they haven't like completely shut no, down on it yet, not but yet. its servers are dying yep. and stuff. Yeah. Like players are less and less. Like they just recently had a I think it was a five thousand dollar tournament and they couldn't they were trying to do a solos of duos and a squads but they didn't have enough solos so they canceled that they didn't have enough duos they canceled that they only had 16 teams for squads hmm. yeah it wasn't unfortunately just nothing there anymore yeah well that's disappointing yeah i mean it sucks because although I, on some like when you get to a certain point you got to think, you know, these people are just trying to cash out on a trend, um, you know, which is mean to say, but there is that to some extent. They're not saying, oh, man, we're going to make this and it's going to be amazing. Like, 
I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they thought, oh man, this is like a futuristic battle royale with, you know, so it's gonna be better, and it's what I would imagine playing. Maybe they did go into it like that, but from the outside, it looks like a cash grab on a trend that's already kind of oversaturated. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see, like maybe because of who they are as a developer um people try it more maybe it will be on you know playstation and they'll get a decent audience for it i mean there's a lot of other factors but i mean here's the thing playstation just got PUBG. they have fortnite they have h1z1 like there's already so many even on console i mean maybe they'll put it on switch but there's already fortnite on switch so it's like (laughs) you can't nowhere is sacred like you're not gonna be the first one in anywhere at this point unless a new console comes out that isn't established yeah i don't think honestly battle royals are gonna do well anymore unless like i was saying like they're just above and beyond they're amazing and it's a different concept but fortnite is the king at the moment and i don't think i don't see that going away unfortunately yeah, I think that PUBG is still going to linger for quite a while. I just, I think it's a different experience. There's still a player base for it. Um, but I don't think other ones are. It's just too hard to compete when it's not really all that different. I mean, at least Fortnite has building, you know. But, like, then why wouldn't I play PUBG if I didn't want the building and I wanted more of a realistic tactical, you know, yeah. They are polishing their game. It's not perfect, but they're polishing it. They keep coming out with new maps. You know, the new winter map is out for beta and PC, and it's going to be out to consoles in January. Like, they're doing a lot of stuff. So I, I think that, that they're going to be fine, especially with microtransactions, because although I have no desire to do microtransactions in PUBG, I might have when it first came out, when I played it a lot. Um, a lot of people will. Like, I'm sure there's tons. Of, I think our buddy Austin <laughs> has purchased $10, you know, AK skins and stuff. So, I mean, people will buy stuff. Oh, yeah. People, will, people will always buy stuff, no um, matter what game it is. And and that's why I think, like I said, it's it's going to be... It should be a game type. Like... I'm not I don't think anyone will be faulted for trying to do battle royale but they need to package it with a game that's something more. Um I'm trying to think even just like what kind of games like let's let's see a League of Legends <laughs> top down battle royale. Well, <laughs> battle royale has one like that. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. Um but, but I think I think Riot could do it better. <laughs> I do too. Like actually, Riot's making um a League of Legends MMO. I heard it was rumored a while ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to look into that. But the other thing about that, the Battle Right one, they actually ended up making it a standalone, separate from Battle Right. Yeah, which... and uh, like um Paladins, it was originally Paladins Battle Royale, and then they turned it into. I'm drawing a blank. What realm Royale. Yeah. So now that's a standalone from Paladins. It was originally Paladins, which is 
really weird that they did that, but. Well, the thing about that, though, I'll say is I think that developer's fine because they kind of do, they're, they're known for it. They're kind of like the second hand, you know, like Smite is the second hand MOBA. Paladins is the second hand Overwatch. Realm Royale is the second hand Fortnite or PUBG yeah. Battle Royale, you know, like. I, I don't think they're going to be going anywhere. And Smite is a huge game. Oh, it like, is. Even though I call it secondhand, a lot of people play it. Um, and even Paladins. And, like, here's the thing. <laughs> we we already talked about this, but once those games add cross-progression and cross-play, it's going to be even better for them. And they're adding it to all of the games. Yeah. I mean, which would so that means you huge. can play on Switch, you can play on PC, you can play on anything and play with your friends. And all your stuff goes over, which is like the issue I've had. I kind of started playing on Xbox, I played Paladins, and then when the Switch version came out, I played it. But you can't, your accounts are basically separate, which is like, okay, <laughs> why would this be? What's the point? But, um, yeah, so, um, yeah. But anyway, so the, that's about it for the, the Kind of Funny Showcase. We kind of ended the show on a negative note <laughs> about that game, and then we did a little Battle Royale tirade. But, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. That's what we do. You know what? Um, it's not all scripted. Yep. <laughs> all right, so uh, let's end it off kind of letting people know what's up. Um, as far as me, I don't do anything. But these podcasts, uh, I do the Honor the X podcast, which is a weekly Xbox show. comes out every Friday. I do that uh, with my cousin. And uh, you can check that out on the same channel, youtube.com uh, slash gameprone. Otherwise, uh, you look up Honor the X on all the uh, podcast platforms and you'll be able to find that. Um, otherwise, you can find me at Frank Cruiser on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, that's about it for me. Gavin, where can they find you? Uh, mainly for me, it's on Mixer nowadays. Um, the name on there is Giggle Wiggles, and then just on Mixer. And that's honestly about it for me at the moment. Yeah, you're not a, you're not a Twitter. I, you're not a tweet. I'm not a tweeter. See, I'm not, like, necessarily a big Twitter user as far as, like, tweeting, but... It is a good way to get information nowadays. Like, even as far as, like, when I need to find out why is this game server down, things like that. You're like, why am I having an issue? It's like, quick go to Twitter, find out right from the developer. That and, is true. Uh, you're good to go. Yep, I've noticed But also, that. like, keeping up with NFL news, game news, all that kind of stuff. It's really awesome. Just, like, I used to kind of use Facebook for that, but now Twitter just seems a little bit more streamlined because I don't also get real people's updates. <laughs> I get just like the people. I, well, I guess on Twitter you get too, but I don't really follow a lot of people. I know like when we went to high school, I think when I graduated, Twitter was just kind of coming out. Yeah, I think so. So uh, it's not as big like with my real friends and stuff as it is for other people. But, um, yeah, um, I think that's about it. So we will see you next time. Beautiful. Thank you, everyone.